the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia, episode number 78. It is Sunday, November the 21st, 2010. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Thank you, Dylan. As Dylan always always says at the beginning of the show, your host, Paladino Joey. That's me. Also, Joey Awajan as well. That's my legal name, as you'd like to say. (laughs) Um... Here we go. Well, what can you say? Yeah, I picked the Vikings to win last week. At the end of uh, the show, I picked the Vikings to defeat the Green Bay Packers because of emotion. But during the course of the week, I had a change of heart because I could feel something going on. I could just feel it in the air. No, the Vikings are not going to win this game. I posted that on the Facebook group, of course. Yeah, I have a nice little announcement on that here very shortly. Uh, we also have a call-in, but, uh, excuse me, to the point is that, uh, no, I had a bad feeling all of a sudden. I said, you know, this is going to be the end of the line here for this team this year. I just, you know, you could just feel it. The Vikings beat the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Arizona Cardinals at home this year for their three wins. Well, that's three horrible teams. They couldn't even beat the Miami Dolphins at home, and they are haven't, and they haven't won a single road game all year. So why in the Sam Hell should I pick the Green Bay Packers, Sam Hill, whatever, <laughs> should I pick the Vikings to beat the Green Bay Packers this week? Well, they didn't. And oh boy, did they not <laughs> Did they not win today, 31-3. to yeah, Again, i got to <clears throat> work on <sighs> smacking my lips too much when I'm talking. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> got to work on that. Got to continue to. It's a habit that a lot of people have. Uh, yeah, it's just, what the hell? Got to work on a lot of things. The team needs to get better. The show needs to get better. Um, Of course, the numbers are going to drop a little bit because fans are frustrated. Fans are disinterested in the team. I hope not disinterested in the show. And again, hey, all of you are welcome to give your opinions about the show whenever you want on Facebook. Uh, Maybe drop me a message if you want it to be private. You know, Joey Wyden on Facebook, you know who I am on there, I would hope. Um, Yeah, that's the idea. So, yeah, of course, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to review it. We're going to briefly preview next week's game against the Redskins. Going to try to get through this as soon as I can. <laughs> this could be a very, very long show. This could be a very, very long show. We'll see. As long as I eliminate the ramble and get to the point, we'll see. We'll try to keep it something fairly reasonable. Um, there was so much conversation today on the Twitter. So much conversation on the Facebook uh, page and the group. It's been all over the place. So I'm going to make a real quick announcement. The Facebook page is now officially located at facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Holy crap, Batman! That's right. 
finally, we can say facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Very easy to find it, so please get on there and click like. You need to click like. That's how the show, this page grows. Simply click like and uh, be as active as you can. Your opinions, comments, all that good stuff would be very much appreciated. Also, twitter.com forward slash purple mafia show as well. Two very easy to find locations. Two very, very well visited websites. In fact, they're probably two of the biggest websites on the entire internet outside of Google and YouTube. So, not hard to find and uh, not hard to find addresses. And I did it again. <laughs> yeah, see? Not hard to find <laughs> addresses on the uh, the internet. So, I did it again. Um, yep. Forward slash Purple Mafia Show to Facebook and Twitter. See? That's all i got to say now. Done. Let's get to the freaking game here as soon as I can. <laughs> so, yeah, very exciting there. Didn't have to even have to get to 100 likes. Maybe it was just a lot of time. But, yeah, let's get those 100 likes. I should have a lot more than 100, by the way. Yeah, the Vikings lose 31-3 to today. That's, um... Oh, come on! Some very exciting stuff. Oh, you can imagine how exciting it is. It's just fascinating. It's wonderful. It's uh, just endearing. What a way to celebrate. What a way to represent the purple and gold in your 100th game against the Green Bay Packers. What a way to go. That's how you represent this football team at home, nonetheless. It's to lose 31-3. to 31-3. No heart at all in this game. Okay, I won't even say no heart. I'm sure they play hard. I'm sure they're up till 11 at night. Studying film, at least some of them, not everybody. Some of them, who knows what the hell they do. I guess it's I guess it's their business. I mean, whatever. But at the same time, you know, that means it's our business to complain, too, if you play really, really poorly. And uh, that's what a lot of people did today. Like I said, a very, very busy day on Twitter, especially Twitter, but also on the Facebook group. It was a very successful day on Twitter. I appreciate a lot of the new followers, hopefully your new listeners as well. Hopefully, at least... I think at least a couple of people might be new listeners right now, or people coming back as well. Hopefully, Kevin McMahon is listening again. Yeah, <laughs> mentioned that he kind of lost touch with the show after I didn't do a show a few weeks ago, and of course the team's record a little frustrating this year. Um, but on to the actual game. Well, the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers out of the gate did a whole lot of nothing. A couple of three and outs for both teams. That was really exciting. Really nice. Yep, but then Adrian Peterson had a really good 24-yard gain. Just kind of broke loose on a run. So I got a good sign. I also like to note that, you know, it does get kind of old when the Vikings and Packers play that you hear about as much cheering for the for the uh, visitor, you know, the opponent, as you do for the home team. That gets kind of old. Yeah, the Packers are great fans of, of their team, I, I guess. Yeah, we're happy for them. But it gets annoying. It just does. And I'm sure a lot of people here hate it. So I just thought I'd... Uh, Shout out to you guys out there that feel that way as well. Very, very annoying. Uh, Toby Gerhardt, very excitingly, breaks a 19-yard uh, gain on a third and 10. Yeah, this time he did hang under the ball. He didn't later, unfortunately. But yeah, it was a little Chester Taylor style. Greg Lewis gets a huge gain down the side. Very nice pass by Brett Favre. Oh, the first of many very accurate passes by Brett Favre today. In fact, he was so accurate today. That his quarterback rating was 51.2 and his percentage was uh, about 45. Oh, come on, man. Thanks, Brett. Uh, appreciate the uh, solid effort today. Okay, I'm sure he tried, <laughs> but it didn't look good. It just didn't. Uh, this is a team in, in need of, of change. It's a team in need of hope and change. Uh, we need some change in Minnesota. Okay, you could 
try to guess what I was attempting to imitate there. I'm not sure. It's up to you if you think it was good or not. Um, wow, what a game, guys. I just... <laughs> but I gotta go. I guess, you know what? We saw this coming, right? I mean, let's be honest. We saw this coming. The Vikings were going to get crushed at home by somebody this year. But boy, it had to be the Green Bay Packers. Well, the Packers are probably the best team we've played at home this year. Yeah, actually they are. Yeah, they are. We've had a pretty soft cream puff schedule at home. The Miami Dolphins included, uh, though Miami has a fantastic road record of 4-1 this year, so I guess that plays into it a little bit. For some reason, playing in South Beach, they don't seem to do as well. I have no idea other than it's South Beach. I guess it's a little distracting, but whatever. You should win at home. Yeah. I don't care if Miami is perfect on the road. We should win this. We should we should have won that game, and no excuses there. Lots of inexcusable play by the Vikings this year. I mean, was there any doubt that this offense, as tedious as it's been all year, was just going to be just as tedious today? <laughs> yeah, they scored three points. They sure did. In fact, the Vikings are 26 in the NFL in the red zone. Duly noted during the course of the game, 26th place in the National Football League in the red zone. We got an even uglier stat to get to you guys in a, very shortly. And, of course, the Vikings, there's a reason why they're 26th in the red zone in the NFL because they can't score touchdowns in the red zone, and they don't here. Greg Lewis was slightly underthrown, couldn't bring it in. And then a very short pass and completion to Greg Camarillo with two guys on him. My, you know, very Tavares to Jackson to Nafahu Tahi like there. Not really going to accomplish much. And the Vikings take a 3-0 to zero lead, though. Oh, boy, here we go. We're ahead. Kumbaya. 24-yard field goal. Extra point virtually attempt by uh, Ryan Longwell. Very fun stuff. Okay, um, real quick. Normally I do the call-ins uh, before the game review. I, I guess I'm going to do it after the game review today. All right, we'll do it after the game review. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of wanted to get going today. Uh, we'll get. Yeah, I'll do it after the game review. Brent Jacobson with the call-in today. So, no, I did not forget about you, Brent. It's coming. We'll do it after the game review today. Normally, I'm going to do it earlier. It's today a little different pace. Just another, you know, you got to switch things around a little bit just for the heck of it. You know, and I did it today. So, we'll just continue. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to get to as many tweets as I can without getting too crazy. i try to anyway. It's all over the place. Talked a little bit with MN Vikings chat. A little conversation with him. Matt Emer returns again. And uh, we'll get to what he had to say very shortly. We're not quite at that point of the game yet. Just really crazy. Uh, Anthony Herrera, unfortunately, suffers a very serious knee injury right around this point. Ryan Cook replaces him. And guess what, folks? It's an ACL tear, and it's over. Terrible. Terrible. Yep, Jens BB made a comment of why the bleep can't we ever score a touchdown. Well, it's because, yeah, well, we're 26 in the NFL in the red zone. I guess that's why. Unbelievable. Dan Cole, the common man. This was retweeted by Jens BB. He says, without a doubt, or she says, without a doubt, to common man. This is, of course, common man Dan Cole of KFAN. His comment is, quite possibly the worst red zone team I've ever seen. I'm trying to imitate him. Ack, ack, a dack. Dack, ack, ack. Yep, and yeah, they're a pretty bad red zone team, but I guess there's five worse or six worse red zone teams in the NFL. Go figure. Great. The Packers got a big third-and-one conversion. This, of course, on the ensuing drive. A great sack by uh, Ray Edwards immediately on the following play. And uh, MN Vikings chat's comment is, A sack by Ray Edwards? Really? It's a miracle. Couldn't believe it, right? Couldn't believe it. My comment is, Wow, what a 
wow, life on the pass rush because of another, because another sack. This one by Jared Allen. Pun time for Green Bay. That was exciting. That was nice. Green, excuse me, Judd Zelgad. I had to retweet this. With Greenway out, the Vikings used Lieber and E.J. Henderson as their linebackers in the, in the nickel defense. Yeah, Chad Greenway poked in the eye. Very noticeable swelling and color going on. And, yeah, again, I mentioned Anthony Herrera. You know, one of the better, one of the more entertaining people on this team. He's a pretty good guy. Lots of energy. Really cool. Anthony Herrera. You know, it's hard to miss him. Very big guy. Shaved head. Big beard. <laughs> Shaved head and big beard. I love that. Um, just a cool guy. A, a solid player. And he's out for the rest of the year with an ACL tear. That is extremely sad. You know, it is. And I feel for him. And I'm sorry, Anthony, if you if there's any chance in and you know what, that you're listening. I hope you are, and I wish you the best there. Toby Gerhardt, the Vikings, of course, again, as mentioned, stop the Packers. Toby Gerhardt gets the ball, nice gain, and he was stripped. That's right, he was stripped. And the Vikings are minus 12 officially at this point in the NFL in the turnover ratio. That's right, minus 12. We are trailing by 12 in the turnover to takeaway ratio. Good for the worst team in the entire league. This, this, this doesn't make any sense. Um, just very exciting. Very, very, uh, very good times there. Yeah, you can only imagine. You can only imagine, can't you? Just got to keep on moving here. Just got to keep on moving. Chad Greenway would return, of course. Very, uh, solid during the game. Nothing spectacular, but good enough. Vikings blew it there. Chris Cook looked good as the, uh, <laughs> on a couple plays early on, but that was about it. This is right about that time. Matt Emer, so now we can get to the couple of the mentions here. Matt Emer says, and just, and I was just thinking to myself, Gerhardt is improving every game, and it looked like it until that happened. That's another turnover for Gerhardt. Oh, the guy that protects the ball so well. Well, well, he's behind Peterson. Peterson's been fantastic. Knock on wood in that category. Uh, MN Vikings, shall we talk a little bit here? He says, true dat. And I followed. Yep, he's following me now. True dat about... Uh, my comment was, yeah, it's amazing, the, the pass rush and all, all that. I forget exactly what we were talking It was around that category, the conversation was. Um, he comments also about how uh, Joe Buck is one of, you know, come on, Joe Buck, give Antoine Winfield a break here. My God, he's fantastic. What are you talking about? I mean, or not give him a break, give him some credit. And then I say, yeah, what the heck, Joe Buck seems to hate our guts. So MN Vikings responds with, I'll never forgive him for the Randy Moss moon game and yeah, that was how he's just, oh, what a sickening display. Oh, ugh. just like how Randy Moss is the devil and uh, everybody else is better. That was pretty pathetic. Vikings defense down the stretch gets worse and worse and worse at this point, and I mean a lot worse. Just what the heck. Many of my responds with, and that was a lame fumble. Just what the heck. All over the place here. I also had to make a comment during the game that, uh, okay, Aaron Rodgers is overrated, and I still I do think he is. Just because he's a top, just because he's a top three fantasy quarterback, doesn't make him a top five NFL quarterback. No, it really doesn't. I th- I agree. It really doesn't make him that. It really doesn't. Another note during the game that was brought up, very cool here. Apparently, Childress and Favre virtually never talk. I think that's classic. <laughs> very fun indeed. Rice was pretty invisible early as well. Just kind of a lot of stuff you're getting to. Looked like the Vikings had things ready to rock and roll. They're going to stop the Packers. Third and ten. 
Stop the Packers right at midfield. Aaron Rodgers then hits James Jones. No, not the three-point shooting specialist for the Miami Heat. Uh, nice tight end for the Green Bay Packers, who's emerging literally as we speak. 30-plus yard gain for James Jones. James Jones, good times there. Bad sign for the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Bad sign for the Vikings. Without a doubt, that was officially a 39-yard reception. Very painful. So the Packers go from the 50 to the 11. And what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Well, the Vikings look like they may have had Aaron Rodgers smothered, but nope, he broke through the pocket, broke out of the pocket, and hit, yeah, Greg Jennings for a touchdown. Hit him right in the lap. Greg Jennings was, you know, it's kind of a, th- a low throw on purpose to prevent a turnover. Hit him in the lap. Good play by Green Bay. 10-3, and that would be the ball game right there. That was the game-winning touchdown. Spectacular. Uh, Hussein Abdullah on the previous play. That's right, the previous play missed a ball that was thrown in his lap. Yeah, Hussein Abdullah had a ball thrown right in his lap, did not bring it in. Just a slightly frustrating, and then he got beat by Greg Jennings in the next play. Amazing how that works. Amazing how that works. Yeah, Matt Emer's comment about the third Ah, third down defense, just horrible. He says, Ugh, indeed, our D has been terrible on third and long situations this season, and that is without a doubt. Um, all day AP, all day AP, that's kind of how you think she wants me to say it, the way it's written. <laughs> yep, sorry about that. Uh, it's, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, what the bleep was that? Medio, or Medio, excuse me, Hussein Abdullah, and I'm like, yeah, Medio's. Medeo's pretty bad, too, huh? And she's like, yes, Medeo's the highest-paid joke on the team, and I agree. That's what I've been talking about lately. Uh, she also comes up with, come up with one, two, or three interceptions, and it might make up for the fact that you could burn 99% of the time, that being Medeo, yeah, or or Hussein Abdullah. Yeah, you're so right there. And it's because, yeah, well, our turnover ratio is the worst in the league. See? Turnover ratio is the worst in the league. The fact that we can't seem to get any ever is a pretty big problem. It's a huge problem. There is no doubt about it. She also asked about where can I listen. That sounds smart. That thought sounds smart. <laughs> yeah, I hope you like uh, the show. I, I hope you're listening, by the way. And then Viking guy comes in and says, well, we'll get to that in a second. We're not quite at that part yet. We'll just continue as we roll on and on and on. What an exciting game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Packers tied the game earlier with a field goal. That's right. So, yeah, the Packers did not score 10 points in this play. It's just like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, the Packers did get a field goal in middle, midway through the second quarter. This is when the floodgates started to open. Of course, the Aaron Rodgers to Greg Jennings deal. Brett Favre then does not get it done. And all down the stretch. Should not complete passes. Vikings have to punt about 9,999 times down the stretch. Really fun. Well, well, no, because Brett Favre threw an interception on the 20-yard line. Yeah, the Vikings get the ball right away here, and right about right about the 20-yard line, Brett Favre throws an interception. That makes it lucky number 13 in the minus turnover ratio, and the Packers take over immediately. Oh my God! It's like, yeah, here we go. We are in for a long one, ladies and gentlemen. We are in for a long one. Good news is, yeah, the Vikings got the ball at the end at the start of the game. That means the Packers take over in the second half. So, what do you think the Packers do almost immediately? That's right, a touchdown. 
to James Jones. That's right, another three-pointer for James Jones. Okay, a six-pointer <laughs> on the right side to make it 17-3. to three. And it's pretty much like, as I at least as I put it on Twitter, much as I'm sure plenty of people's chagrin, ball game. <laughs> ball game. And it was ball game. Ball game. It's it's over. Ball game in my humble opinion. Rogers to Jones. Yeah, they gave it to Booth Review. Good times, but guess what? No. <laughs> there was no Booth Review. Or there was no overturning. I mean, excuse me. They said that, that it's confirmed. And the malaise kicked in. People were already starting to sound bored. I'm sure the players were too. And in fact, they were. And yeah, 17 to 3. Half. Not looking good at home, is it? Vikings did not win this game, did they? No. Uh, MN Vikings guy says, because uh, I brought up, well, actually, no, Childress didn't throw the challenge flag. And they said, uh, I was actually booth review, and he says, I know, so idiot Chili throws the challenge flag anyway. And that is pretty funny. Purple Love 21 says, if you believe Cook is a good corner, you are clueless about football. And yeah, my comment to that was, uh, uh, I wasn't necessarily saying that Cook's a good player. It's more or less he was playing well at the time. And by this point, that was, yeah, that was in the first quarter Cook was playing well. He made a couple, he made like one or two good plays. And yeah, like like clockwork immediately after that, he was terrible. Very fun indeed. Chen's BB saying, oh, this is just a horrible game, whatever, <laughs> along that line. And I say that my word for it is tedious. Her comment is, <laughs> or pathetic or disgusting. There are a lot of words, and there's no doubt about it. Indeed, Purple Love responds to my comment about how, hey, you know, it's not, I wasn't necessarily saying Cook is good. He just was playing well at the time. His comment is, right now, the pain of losing this game is killing me. So, more or less, he was extremely frustrated at that point in time, kind of letting it out, and you're more more than free to do that. Yeah, and I've gotten all the tweet replies. Wow. Yeah, well, like I said, it's going to be kind of a busy show today. Not surprising, is it? Jimmy Johnson's made a statement at the half, something that I was hinting about on Facebook and other places most of this week. This could be Brett Favre's last start. That's right, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, yep, former Cowboy and Miami Dolphin coach, said this could be Favre's last start. And I was hinting it all week. A loss to Green Bay could be the end. Yep, and not only to Favre, but to Brad Childress. That still is floating out there, but no news is bad news, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I just figured, you know what? It's about, yeah, it's about 7 o'clock p.m. right now, a little after that. figure I'm just going to record it anyway. I was going to wait a, a day or so, but it's like, whatever. They're probably not going to fire him. Uh, we'll see what happens, and if they do, I'm going to do a, a special edition. I'm going to do yet one more special edition. It'll be my third of the year. That's what kind of season it's been. So if Brad Childress gets fired, there will be a special edition, 20-minute, half-hour, 15-minute, probably 20 to 20-minute 20 to, to half-hour show talking about Brad Childress and his firing, if that does indeed take place. So we'll just continue here. As is, classic line by Jens BB. Her comment is, WTF is wrong with Bernard Berrien. Why isn't this pussy on the field? And I said, the same groin problem. That's why. <laughs> I couldn't help that one. Um, just all over the place. All over the place indeed. So let's get back to the actual game. The halftime is over. The Packers do start off with the ball. That was fantastic. Also of note, Brett Favre and Daryl Bevel were in a very heated exchange 
after that interception late in the uh, first half, and it was very heated. Favre was having his hands up in the air like, get out of here, get out of here, I know what I'm doing, don't talk to me about it. And Bevel just continued and continued and continued to talk to him. Favre started nodding his head, okay, okay. Then it started to get interesting again. Favre started walking away and trying to say, hey, come on, get away from me, man, basically. Um, terrible, terrible stuff. Yeah, there was another pretty significant altercation later on involving Chris Cook, who I'm going to also mention here, Tom Pellisaro mentions that Frank Walker is playing the nickel cornerback position and that Ryan Ryan Cook, that uh, Chris Cook is officially demoted, fully demoted at that point. Had to mention that. Uh, Terrible. Terrible indeed. Henry Lake of KFAN comments. He says, take away the Toby fumble and the farm interception. Totally different game. And my response to that is worst turnover ratio in the NFL. Plain and simple. That's the story of the 2010 season, folks. Yes, it is. And here's another play that's been a story of the last oh, four or five weeks because the defense has just totally died since the uh, Packer game. Yeah, Packer game, New England. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah, most of the uh, Arizona game, except the very end when the defensive line went crazy, I could not believe it. This is, of course, up again right off the bat in the second half. Greg Jennings, absolutely punked, and I mean destroyed Asher Allen. Faked him one way, Asher Allen went flailing, and I mean flailing. And no, Greg Jennings didn't touch him. He just flat embarrassed him, beat him, and saying it's a blowout. I had to do my Canadian voice from those old hockey games from the late 90s, early 2000s. No question about this game. It was a blowout. Darren Pang, NHL commentator, I had to use that line there. I said, what a POS cornerback from Georgia Tech, but it's Georgia as I was uh, quickly corrected later on. I apologize. We'll get to that in a second. In fact, very soon here. That was Purple Love. Again, Asher Allen is from Georgia, but I feel you on the frustration, so thank you for that Purple Love. Childress NFL. Yep, that's uh, another Twitter account. Childress NFL, he says, because Asher Allen sucks, sucks ass. He sucks, period. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> he had to respond to that. Yep. Dan Taylor comes up and says, so Dan Taylor from Britain, of course, Matt, Matt Emer and Dan Taylor, both from the UK, his comment is, this is shameful at home against Green Bay, and we're this bad. Fire the whole team. Yeah? Amazing stuff. Big, strong statement there, and I agree. I responded to Childress NFL that, yep, Asher Allen is horrendous. He says, no bleep, so it's Favre, and it's like, yeah, you have a good point there, Childress NFL. <laughs> We've got another one of those uh, tweet longer things from uh, Matt Emer. Hopefully I'm not making the uh, sound choppy here. Um, he's kinda, He says, so mad, the team is falling apart, needs a big change. I know the season's done, but it's going to affect the future if changes aren't made. I'm talking bye-bye Chili and Favre. You are correct, Mr. Emer. You are correct. I really hate saying that about Brett Favre. I hate it, but you have to. You have to. You have to say it. Brett Favre leads the league in interceptions. Um, do I have to say this? Do I have to say this? Some of you are going to be like, well, duh. Are you an idiot, Joey? Purple Mafia host, whatever you are. Paladino, are you an idiot? Brett Favre. Do I have to say this? I don't want to say it, but I mean, yeah. Some of you are going to like it. Some of you are going to hate it. But I'm going to say it either way. Right now, Brett Favre is a cancer. And I think he's been one most of the year. Yeah. 
Brett Favre is a cancer this year. He's kind of always been one the last several years, the whole controlling the team thing in Green Bay. They finally had enough, and they just said, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why you can see what the deal is. Favre was kind of being a little bit of a cancer last year with Brad Childress later in the year as well. Childress, yeah, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news as it happens, and I know you're all going to love this comment, Brad Childress is also a cancer. Yes, Brad Childress is a cancer. If your coach is a cancer, then he probably shouldn't be the coach. He shouldn't be the coach. No, he just shouldn't, folks. Brad Childress should not be the coach. And it's, uh, you know, hey, Brett Favre is 41. He's not signed after this year. He ain't coming back anyway, whatever. But Childress is signed through 2013 if we don't, like, make a move and say you're no longer the head coach, sir. Um, so that needs to get done. Brent for Liberty, of course, Brent Jacobson, who does who did a call-in, and you will be hearing that soon. His comment is, man, losing to Green Bay sucks. And you're right. Yes, you are. Then I get a couple of spam messages. That's a little frustrating. After this, it gets kind of into that uh, after-the-game conversation. I kind of was on for a while, interacting with people. So <laughs> get further into that. We'll get further into that. So here we go. Chris Cook and Ray Edwards with F-bombs flying. This was on a bad special team situation, or I believe defensively something. I mean, a lot was going on. Ray Edwards is coming over to Chris Cook. Pretty much, you couldn't really read what Chris Cook was saying, but Chris or what uh, Ray Edwards was saying. But he was kind of laying into Chris Cook, who was sitting down. Ray Edwards was standing up and walked over in that direction. Both players, or mostly Ray Edwards, being separated from Cook. Cook was clearly dropping fu bombs to him, bleep you, fu, all that good stuff to uh, Ray Edwards. Just clearly, things are not working up. My comment to that is: this team is done. And yes, this kind of stuff happens all over the place. But no, folks, this team is done because it's happening constantly, week by week. And it's getting worse. Today was about as bad as it's been thus far. Tom Pelissaro, I I had to mention this. I retweeted it for a reason. You can't spell Phil Oldholt without hold. Because, yeah, he got a holding call at a point in the game when, yeah, well, at least we were doing something right. Kind of something right. Yeah, we were actually in field goal range at one point. Yeah, it was a 51-yard field goal attempt, but guess what? Holding on Kleinsasser, hilarious. Just hilarious. The Vikings fail again. Of course, the Packers, I will mention, also got a field goal along the way. Um, they make it 24-3. to It's like, or no, excuse me, that was the second touchdown. <laughs> what am I talking about? No, they did not. They got that field goal much earlier. That was very embarrassing. And it got to a point, like, this is almost as bad as uh, 2001. And, yeah, it is. And we all know what happened to the coach that year, too, didn't, don't we? It's just uh, it's just crazy. I mean, I've never seen this Vikings get beat this bad at home by the Green Bay Packers. No matter who's the good team and who's the bad team in this situation, it's usually a fairly close game. Once in a while, you have a little ugly one in Green Bay. We, get pound, we got pounded in Green Bay in 2006 and 07 as well. It wasn't so great. But uh, this year, it's just been... Odd. It's just been odd. Favre didn't throw a horrible overthrow. Uh, this is another sign that, you know, the morale isn't just bad. It's really bad. Like, horrible. Brett Favre horribly overthrew uh, Sidney Rice on a wide-open play. I mean, the guy would have had a touchdown walking backwards. He would have had a touchdown riding, you know, riding a tricycle in this play. He, had, Yeah, he would have. He was so separated from his guy. Favre overthrew him by about five yards. I mean, it wasn't even close. I have no idea what that was about. Uh, Sidney Rice swung, just flung his fist in disgust going, Gah! 
you know, like people, you're just furious, like, come on, man. And then Tavares Jackson, you know, he normally has his hands folded, his head on backwards with kind of like a, yeah, I'm here, whatever, look on his face. That look was very much there with a little bit of extra to it, like a little bit like, wow, wow, we really suck. We really do suck. And he was just shaking his head, and he shook his head. He was just shaking his head like, you got to be kidding me, that was a terrible throw. And when you see Javaris Jackson shaking his head that that was a terrible throw with Brett Favre, you know things are getting pretty bad here in Minnesota. Jared Allen, one of Favre's best friends on the team and in, in, in the league, just, I mean, he shook his head, and you could read his lips, come on now, God, that's what he said. Very, uh, very frightening, indeed. He missed Adrian Peterson today, he missed Toby Carhart way open in the flat, according to Tom Parasaro here, you know, he's making sure we get all the <laughs> nooks and crannies for this one. This is a very busy game, folks, because Coach could be fired now. Clearly this team is finished at this point. This is a historic drubbing. Yeah, Favre's accuracy had improved the past three weeks. Today it's awful. Miss Toby Gerhard wide open in the flat, forcing turnover on downs. Yeah, that was really late when it was like, screw it, the Vikings were done anyway at this point. The Vikings turned the ball over on downs. Asher Allen got burnt by uh, Jennings again. As the Packers quickly took over after that, of course, you know, turnover on downs. Well, okay. Packers took over, touchdown. Brandon, Brandon Jennings, that's a basketball player who also plays in Milwaukee, by the way. So they must love that name over in Milwaukee in Green, Wisconsin. Brandon Jennings and Greg Jennings. Yeah, Favre looks like he's done. He's just given up. The look on his face was just that of like, I, I don't know if it looked like he was almost going to cry or more or less just like, man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 31-3. to Another, again, once again, a great way to represent your team. And it's 100th game against the Green Bay Packers with Jerry Burns and all these other, you know, John Randall, all these big legends. Chuck Foreman, all these guys showed up to this game. Former Vikings, it's just ridiculous. Then I make a very strong comment. Being this ownership has not really shown one way or the other how they're going to react to this situation. Um, you, This is the point where it's time to fire the coach. You don't lose 31-3 to against your arch rival at home. It's time to fire the coach, folks. My comment was, Chile will be fired today. All the indications show the team has quit on him and on each other. That's right. And they've also quit on their quarterback as well. I think they have. Um, just terrible. And a huge fire Childress chant took over right at that point. He just kind of stood there chewing gum. Very exciting indeed there. <laughs> Kevin from Wisconsin's comment is, this is the reason I never trash talk another team. You can get it shoved back down your throat too easily. I agree, Kevin, and uh, I haven't really done any of that trash talking in many, many years. Many at all. Not, <laughs> it's been a long time, it really has. Uh, Dan Taylor, final comment during the game, then we get to some of the post-game stuff. A little bit of spam came in as well, that's a little frustrating. I don't know what the heck the point of that is, but uh, that's the internet for you. They should just call it the spammer net. Um... Dan Taylor's laughable, shocking, nightmare, disaster, pathetic. Anymore? And yeah, I push put, plain uh, and simple, my response to that was, this game was shocking and excruciatingly bad. If this isn't fireable, nothing is. So here we go. That's the end of the ball game. A very exciting, very well played 31-3 loss to the Packers. Yeah, really well played, huh? Yeah. But here we go. Now we get into a little bit of that post-game news before we get to Brent Jacobson's call and the preview, and 
some Facebook stuff, and yeah, well, we'll do the Facebook stuff before the preview. The preview always is going to conclude the show. We'll do the call in by Brent before we even get to the uh, Facebook. But um, yeah, apparently, folks, the Wolves stormed out of the locker room. And my con- yeah, this thing is about to blow up, ladies and gentlemen. The Wolves stormed out of the locker room late in the game. I mean, after the game, uh, no comment. Also, very very interesting indeed. Fikes Princess, uh, kind enough to uh, mention what I had to say there. Very con- very nice indeed. That helped. Kevin from Wisconsin also asks me uh, who reported that the entire press corps is in the conference right now or something in the press conference right now. And nope, we're not at that point. Of course, you know that as well already by, by now, Kevin. Um, yeah, he wanted me to know. He wanted to know what the heck is going on. Where are you getting this from? Before I should pass it along. And my comment to that is, KFAN. <laughs> That's a pretty good source uh, for the most part. Uh, KFAN reported it. You know the report. The sources inside the building that are part of KFAN reported that. Yeah, the, the wolf stormed out of the locker room, and we're not talking to nobody at that point in time. Bad sign for Childress, I would think, and uh, obviously they were extremely upset with the players on the team. There's no doubt about it. They probably want to kill him. Probably do. Not good. Matt Emer says, well, the Vikings aren't entertaining on the field, so must be trying to entertain off it. I guess. Um, the entertaining part is, right now, we're waiting for some news. Uh, Kevin, again, asked, what the heck is a blip? Because I was like, yeah, there there were blips out there. Yeah, a blip, folks, basically what it is, it's a blip of information. It's a, it's a small piece of information that's floating out there. A small blip, meaning it's not like it's broadcast on national television or on big signs or something. It's a small blip, like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, it sounds like the, the, the wills burst out of the burst out of the locker room and it's like so small you barely hear it you know you can hardly hear it it's like you can barely hear it on the in the corner of your ear and it's like okay so that's what a blip is kevin if you're listening and those of you out there as well that might be wondering what a blip is that's what it is it's a small bit of information that at times you can barely hear it's like oh wait where'd that come from oh okay and it, but it's usually very important as well it's something that you don't really want to broadcast through the whole world really quickly. Uh, it wasn't really, people didn't really talk about it that much for some reason. So I don't know really what the secret is, but it is. Um, Nick Beast says, Joey, the Vikings stuck. And it's like, yeah, right now you, you sure bet they do. Uh, I really think Chile, Chile is going to get canned. Something needs to change. And yet again, I agree there. Kevin from Wisconsin. Yeah. He said he'd like to, he's the type of person that wants to know who reported it before I pass it along. And again, KFAN reported it. So that's the end of the Twitter account. Thanks again to all of you that are following that and those of you that aren't yet that have a Twitter account or would like to get one yet. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. It gets pretty interesting during these games. And yeah, even if some interesting subject pops up during the course of the week, like a Randy Moss cutting, yeah, it gets pretty interesting on there. So yeah, give me a follow. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. What a game. What a game couple of quick stats here. Adrian Peterson looked very good again. Uh, definitely a guy that was trying. A lot of people that weren't, a lot of people probably weren't in this game, I think. I think there was some quit to this team more than people want to admit. Adrian Peterson was fantastic, but only got the ball 40 times because the boy Vikings are playing from behind. So what do you expect? Tavares Jackson shockingly did not even see the field today, despite the fact the Vikings, the game was completely in doubt anyway. Why leave Favre in the game? What's the point? 
Sidney Wright's in his, in his return at three catches and 56 yards. Not bad at all, but not great. Toby Garrett had three catches for 41 yards. Greg Lewis had a couple of okay plays. Camarillo, but overall, outside of Adrian Peterson, everybody pretty much sucked in this game, including Sidney Rice, who almost got another interception for Mr. Favre, who officially ended the day with only one. He could have had about four, five, six, maybe seven interceptions today. Yeah, pretty much. Like always. Aaron Rodgers was pretty good today. Yep, in fact, statistically ridiculously good. Four touchdowns, 71% completion, 22 out of 31 attempts, three, 301 yards in the game. Was sacked three times, so at least we sacked him more than last year. Ray Edwards is fairly active with two sacks, and Jerry, Jared Allen got the other one. So there you go. Right there. Brett Favre only sacked once, so the offensive line in terms of pass rush a little better today. Clay Matthews was the guy that got that one. Good times indeed. <laughs> oh boy. Yep, AJ Hawk officially reco- recovered the fumble by Toby Gerhardt. Yep, we all know AJ Hawk, big hair, all that good stuff. Yeah, he's he's great. We're happy for him. <laughs> the Packers are seven and three. The Bears are seven and three. But guess what, folks? I don't think anybody from the NFC North is going anywhere in terms of, like, you know, conference finals and Super Bowls. Maybe one of the two will get to the conference final. It'd be kind of interesting to see one of them in there. But I don't think either one of these teams is going to win the Super Bowl this year or get there. I doubt it, the Bears or the Packers. But uh, if they do, good for them. You know, they're two of our biggest rivals, but, of course, they're very, 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 very classic teams. The Packers and the Bears are about as old NFL franchises they can get. Uh, Brent Jacobson earlier last week asked, asking me, what's with my love affair with the Bears or my obsession, my love obsession with the Bears? It's not necessarily love obsession with the Bears. It's it's uh, I'm emotionally attached. That's how he said it. Um, it's not... It, I'm attached to old school things. I like old school teams, old school logos, old school video games, old school stuff, especially sports, though. And uh, the Bears and Packers are old school. If I didn't live in Minnesota and they were arch rivals, I'd probably kind of like the Bears and Packers. But I do, so it takes away from it just a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of a small rivalry with those two teams. But uh, when Minnesota and Chicago play, especially in the Dome, it's just it takes me back about 20 to 25 years. Vikings and Bears, when the Monsters of the Midway were really good. And the Vikings were also a very tough defensive team that couldn't quite get over the hump despite the fact it's a pretty talented team in the 1980s, the Vikings. Um, very fun indeed. Vikings and Bears in the 70s was really good as well. Um, just two teams that always kind of went at it. The Packers were good in the 60s and didn't get good again until the 90s. So the Packers not uh, the Packers always put the Packers always played <laughs> the Vikings close no matter what. It's always been a very close series. Uh, Detroit, well, they're kind of the cute little team that can't. And um, yeah, they had a couple of really good years in the early 90s, and that's about it. And that's ancient history now. So that's the end of that. And that's that's the reasoning for my why I might sound like I like the Packers and Bears. It's I don't necessarily I mean I don't I really don't like the Packers, especially now that Favre isn't there. I mean Favre made me almost kind of like him a teeny bit or respect them. I mean I'm, excuse me, just because I liked Favre as a player, um, it was kind of entertaining to watch. Uh, the Bears though, they're not the Wisconsin uh, team. You know they're not the Wisconsin team that really drives you nuts. And uh, they're actually kind of, in a way, almost older than the than the Packers. And you know, it's it's the it was the '80s. Vikings and Bears was classic. You can't deny it. Vikings and Bears will always be classic, especially in the dome. Always will be. 
just for whatever reason. It just takes you back to the 80s. That's why. 80s were a good decade, folks. Just just some of you that might disagree, you're kind of crazy. Yeah, I think the 80s were awesome. All right, enough for the 80s, enough for the Bears and the Packers. We're going to get to Brent Jacobson's call. This, show, this call is for Purple Mafia. Joey, Brent here. You're from Brent Jacobson? Anyways, my call to say, Brett, maybe it's time to just hang it up. Duke, as Mike Morrison, fan line, the interception by Tremont Williams, he was staring down Harvin. No wonder why Williams picked it off. Good God, this team is sickening me. I swear, Childress, you should just uh, quit. It, actually, along those lines, Greg Coleman, I mean, Paul Allen asked Greg Coleman, so basically, what, what do you say to the team? Team, if you're Brad Childress, well, I think what I'd say is, I quit. It, lastly, I say, Let's see what we got with Webb. Let's see what we have with Jackson. Five. Call it a career. See what shred of honor you have left before you get sturgered. Uh, last, like I said, last but not least, is good God, team. Don't, don't, you know, just don't call yourself Vikings anymore. The way you played today, you don't deserve to be called Vikings. Anyways, I'm out. Bye. And I thank you once again for that call, Brent Jacobson. Thanks again, buddy, for uh, calling in. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums a lot of things up. A lot of what we've been talking about today, a lot of what some of you also are going to be talking about on the Facebook group. Yeah, Brett Favre, time to hang it up. Uh, You know, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. I can't, and uh, it again, as I've been saying probably the last couple of weeks now, it really pains me to say that, but um, it's time for Brett to hang it up. Brett Favre is done. Brett Favre is done. It's over. That's the second time he got destroyed by the Packers, which is ridiculous for one. It's kind of it's sad considering what he did to them last year. Uh, the guy is too up and down. I'm tired of watching it as much as anybody else. Brett Favre, ladies and gentlemen, is done. What? Yep, it's that's just how it is right now. So uh, that's just all. That's all I'm going to say about that from this point on. Um, yes, it's a uh, Brad Childress. That was an amazing comment. And yeah, Brent Jacobson also. Uh, nice enough to mention, or excuse me, message this to me, private messages to me on Twitter as well. Very important information. Paul Allen discussion with Greg Coleman after the game. Yep, you know he likes to talk to Greg Coleman often. His coach, Paul Allen, asked Greg Coleman, yep, as Brent Jacobson said, if you're Brad Childress, what do you tell your team? You say, I quit. Yeah, or that Greg Coleman says, I would say, I quit. That is incredible. That is big stuff. Uh, Greg Coleman, I couldn't even imagine him saying that yet at the same time. Hey, <laughs> it's gotten it's gotten so bad that it is time to say that, even, even with somebody like Greg Coleman out of nowhere, out of the blue stain, that former Viking punter like that who's been on the sideline reporter for quite a, quite a while now. The KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network, you know, 100.3 or whatever it is. <laughs> KTLK, excuse me. Uh, yes, Brent Jacobson also mentioned, yeah, let's see what we have in Webb and, and or Jackson. Sure. I mean, the season is over 
folks, yeah, breaking news that happens. I'm sure all of you know that the season is over. It's a joke at this point. Jackson, I think we have a pretty good idea of what we've seen. Webb, well, he's he's so raw. I'm a little worried about it, but then again, hey, it's not like you're starting out 0-0 here. We're 3-7. and I would not mind seeing a little bit of, of Webb. Maybe you kind of do that tag team thing, let them both kind of play a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I, I know that's weird and wacky, but some teams do that. Um, maybe just kind of go out there and see what happens. I mean, some teams do that where it's kind of back and forth. You know, Foley and Testaverde, you know, oh, you know, Cordell Stewart, Neil O'Donnell, things, situation like that. We're, we're at that point now. Um, I did make a prediction earlier in the week. I guess I'm wrong because the way Favre was talking at this point, I thought he was just going to call it quits right after this game, and that's the end of it. Yeah, I thought he was going to retire, especially after this type of game. But no, he's not doing it. Uh, according to the press conference, he didn't say that. Uh, he did make a very interesting statement, though, after the game that I got to mention right now. <laughs> he went as far as to say, "I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to sound like Jim Moore or anything, but uh, it's kind of like playoffs. Well, you know, we, we can't even talk about that right now. Yeah, see, so he, he's very much aware of the situation as much as anybody. And of course, he is. He's been around the game a long time. He's been on Super Bowl teams, and he's been on uh, on losing teams, and he's on a losing team right now. Um, final comment there by uh, Brent Jacobson. This team doesn't deserve to be called Vikings. Well, in a situation like this, the 100th game, the 100th game, Minnesota and Green Bay. You know, 50th and 50th season for the Vikings. So naturally, when you play a team twice, this is the 100th game. When it's the second out of two. It's the 100th game of all time. You get all these legends there, like I mentioned earlier, and that's what you do to represent the purple in this very special day with one of the greatest Packers of all time as your starting quarterback who was supposed to be a superstar. In fact, he was last year, and he, on a small occasions he looked like one earlier this year. That's that's the best you can come up with is a 31-3 to loss at home to a team that's probably not even better than you, or at least they're not supposed to be, we'll say. That's uh, pretty sad. That's that's messed up. Almost dropped almost dropped another swear word there, so I'm not going to do that. All right. Well, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show is a reality, as mentioned. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Please go to the page, click like on the lower left-hand corner. Would appreciate it very much, and start commenting away. As here they are, we're going to start commenting right now. I talk. Oh, excuse me, Dan Dan Taylor. Of course, out of Britain once again. His comment is, McNabb just signed a five-year deal with the Redskins. Cross him off the Vikings list quarterbacks for 2011. And, yep, there you go. It sucks, but it's reality. Donovan McNabb is now a five-year deal with the Redskins. Then again, he hasn't had the best year ever. But he sure had a good year, or good game today, and we will see him next week. He will audition for a team that he's not going to get to play for anyway because the Redskins signed him despite the uh, Mike Shanahan blow-up earlier. I'd rather have Rex Grossman in the two-minute huddle, two-minute offense, whatever, and uh, then then uh, Donovan McNabb. Just so, but instead he is he is signed and sealed and delivered with the Washington Redskins. Congratulations to both parties there. Oh goody, seventy-eight million bucks at this stage of McNabb's career—a little crazy, but hey, what's done is done, and that's the way it goes. I make a comment about I'd like to see. I've always, I've actually always liked the West Coast offense. John Gruden was in that Packers covenant with Brett Favre and Holmgren and all that. I have always loved John Gruden. He would have been my top choice if I was the owner and president of football operations. The position doesn't exist for some odd reason. But, uh, yeah, my, my official endorsement goes to John Gruden. 
of the 2002 World Champion Tampa Buccaneers and a very good coach of the Oakland Raiders as well. Um, John Gruden would be my top choice now. He would have been my top choice in 2006 as well. He wasn't available then, but <laughs> I wish John Gruden was the coach of this team. And, and hey, maybe he will be. Just maybe he will be because he's still floating out there. Um, yeah, just because Childress has failed with the West Coast offense. I mean, not completely. He was good with Favre for one year. But, uh, hey, John Gruden would be a nice, nice change of pace, I think, here in Minnesota. Similar offense, but much more explosive. A much, much more fun personality. Just a great coach, in my opinion. I want John Gruden coaching this team. I want John Gruden coaching this team. Um, that'd be terrific. Lots of back and forth. Brent Jacobson comment is, I've heard worse ideas than Gruden, but I'm not sure he's my choice. I think I'd prefer Westrum, Mike Malarkey, or Perry Fuel, who is the, uh, with the New York Giants defensive coordinator there. Dylan Richardson loves John Gruden, making a comment about I'd take him as a franchise quarterback. Uh, Anthony Batista says he likes Gruden or Cower. Either one will raise the Viking ship, the sinking ship, excuse me. Dan Doro says, boom. That's funny. Jerry Hicks says, I was thinking the same about Gruden. I also think he is one of the best football announcers on TV. He tells it like it is. John Gruden is fantastic on TV. Breaking news that happens. Very good comment there, Jerry Hicks. Again, thanks for joining the group this week. I believe I've seen you out there before, but if not, well, welcome to the group. If I, if you have been around earlier, hey, welcome back. Because <laughs> I think you might have been in the Pearl Mafia group as well. Uh, we'll get to a few comments in there as well. Not going to get too crazy. Chris Tucker's comment also is there's a lot of good quarterbacks that should be coming out this year. That's, of course, the draft. Uh, Dylan Richardson talking about that, that we need to do that as well. First round, and I hope the Vikings can do that because they're going to have a higher draft pick than 30 this time, i got to think. In fact, it'll probably be top 10 the way this team is going. Uh, Tucker and... Dylan Richardson commenting about that. Yeah, you know, we need to get the quarterback early. Uh, really strong and awesome statement right here by uh, Chris Tucker. But first they get to that. He says, the kid Luck out of Stanford is crazy good. And many are saying he's more polished than Peyton was at the time. That's insane because Peyton Manning was pretty damn polished coming in. Uh, his Chris Tucker finishes, though, with this strong statement. I say we either win 7th straight or lose 7th straight, no in-between. Um, the winning 7th straight is impossible <laughs> with this team. In fact, actually winning the 6th straight is impossible, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you get the idea. Winning out, with the, this team doesn't have the guts to do it, so yeah, go ahead and lose 7th straight, no in-between, because let's get the draft pick, you know. Tanking is not fun. In fact, it's unprofessional. It's classless, and it's stealing from your fan base. But at the same freaking time, <laughs> your fan base are going to love that new player next year, folks. Or maybe not even love him, but it'll bring some hope. Some hope and change. Some hope and change to Minnesota. Okay, there you go. Again, try to guess who I was attempting to imitate there. Pretty good I, Pretty good thoughts there. Uh, pretty good easy choice, I think, there. Dylan Richardson's coming. As Gruden is the man. Chucky, hey, isn't it Vic's contract up after the season? I think so. And yes, Dylan, Michael Vick's contract is up at the end of the season. He is, in fact, the favorite to win the Most Valuable Player Award right now, which sounds really hilarious, but it's it's real, especially doing being what the Eagles did to the Redskins last week. We're going to talk a teeny bit about that because that's next week's opponent. Dan Doro is Vick might want to try the free agent market, and of course he will. I agree with that. I already read Brent Jacobson's comment. Uh, yeah, Michael Vick is going to command a lot of money, i got to think. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly keeps him because he's taken a team that a lot of us assumed was going to be taking a huge step back this season. He's made them a uh, first-place team this year. 
The Eagles look great. Dan Doros comment says at least Patrick, that is Pat Williams, will be around for a while. And I do mean around. So, yeah, the, you know, a lot of comments there about that, or a few comments anyway. Pat Williams says he's not going to retire at the end of the year, not planning on it. So, very cool indeed. Dan Taylor says Pat has been around for years. Zing. Dan Doro says check out Vikings.com. Pat says he won't retire at the end of the year, as mentioned. Chris Tucker says, do we want him back? He looks like a shell of his former self this year. I'd rather give the job to Guyan or Kennedy. You know, that's a very strong argument there, Chris Tucker. Um, I can't really fault you there on that one. Fat Pat, I think he has taken a step back as well. In fact, but that whole defensive line has taken a step back, though. You can make that argument for everybody. And I mean, every damn one of them has taken a step back this year. Uh, but the young guys coming up, especially Latroy Guyon, I mean, I'm never going to argue with a soul about Latroy Guyon. Uh, anybody that supports Latroy Guyon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, oh yeah. So Chris Tucker, you get some plus... You get, a, you get a gold star for that comment, Latroy Guyon. The thought of him starting on this team is a good thought indeed because the guy, Latroy Guyon equals production. That's my statement on Latroy Guyon. That guy produces, folks. I love him. I just love him. We'll continue. <laughs> yep, he's, he's one of those guys, you know, that I that I eyeball, folks, like, like the, you know, that I just keep an eye on him for a long time and eventually, boom, there they are. There they are. They're one of the best players on the team. Like Chris Carter years years ago, before he kind of started blossoming, you know that was one of the, one of the first guys that kind of got that way. With uh, here we go, Tony Coleman, with his first uh, message about in, in a you know at this point in this week, he says, "What do we think is going to happen this weekend? Any predictions?" And yeah, as I mentioned early in the show, I went from a emotional victory to I think this team is not going to win and things are going to blow up. And uh, well, it kind of is heading that way very quickly. A lot of people hoping that everybody's going to get fired. But, uh, yep, Chris Cocker says all we have to do is win 10 straight for that first Super Bowl. <laughs> it has to start here. Yeah, that didn't happen too good. But mm. Anthony Batista, that being Anthony Romelli, says, uh, yeah, I don't know. If it's a win, it's a last-second field goal, that's for sure. <laughs> also, yep, I made that announcement about Purple Mafia, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. You can take your hints from there yet again. That's for sure. Nice little uh, photo Dylan Richardson put up that simply says Fire Chili. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> about that should pretty much be the logo of this page right now. Got to like that. I made, again, that comment about Chili will be fired today. All our indicators show the team has quit on him and on each other. So let's get to the comments because I know you guys are out there commenting. Dan Doro says, he better be fired. I could have played better cornerback today. It was ridiculous. Anthony Batista says, with with a record like that, with that talent, they have either the quarterback or the coach, the, the talent they have, either the quarterback or the coach has to be fired. And Tony Coleman makes the comment that I agree with here, or both, correct, correct. Just like I said in 2008, why is Brad Childress and Tavares Jackson still employed by the Minnesota Vikings? Why are they? Broken English there. Why are they still employed? Why, are they, why do they still hold their positions starting quarterback and coach? I said that at the end of the 08 season because of how horribly that year finished. It was just weak. Weak. Why are these guys still running this team? They suck. We're not going to get anywhere. Well, I'm... Yeah, well... With Favre, it's not because I'm giving up on him in terms of, you know, oh, he's a failure. No, he's a legend, but it's the end of his career. He's leaving, if you like it or not. He's done. Um, and Childress needs to go. 
Brad Childress needs to go. So thank you for that, Tony Coleman. So here we go. Dan Doro, play either Webb or Jackson. Doesn't make any sense to send Favre out on the field next week. And again, I'm going to say it. Like I'm finally starting to say, I finally turned that around on that last couple of weeks. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with you, Dan. I can't. Because I remember him and Sebastian Balls were talking about that about a week ago, saying, hey, let's, let's think about Webb as the future starter of this team. I'm still a little bit leery on that, as like we're talking long-term future starter. We'll see. <laughs> well, I guess that's why you test out Webb right now, see what he can kind of do, see if there's any indications that this guy does have a future as a starting quarterback in this league, or if maybe not. And notice I sent indications. You know, if he goes out, if he throws five interceptions in four games, that doesn't mean he sucks. You got to look at the all the nuances to uh, uh, <coughs> to Mr. Webb's uh, <laughs> Joe Webb, that is Mr. Webb's uh, game right out there. You got to look at all the nuances. How does he handle every single, and I mean every single situation? How does he respond to the coverages? How does he find the holes in those coverages? How quick of a decision maker can he be? Uh, you know, does this guy have a chance to be something very special or at least something very respectful in this league? Or is he just another Spurgeon win or another Tavares? I got to think he's a step ahead of Tavares. He's going to be a step ahead past Tavares, but we'll see. Because Tavares does have at least some, some stuff on, on his belt. Yeah, it's weak, but then again, he did exploit and destroy the Arizona Cardinals when he was given that opportunity. He did the same to the Detroit Lions in 2008. All of that was in 2008. He had some good games there. He killed the uh, New York Giants in 2007. He had some very good games along the way out there, does Tavares. Webb needs to still prove he can even do that yet, that he can beat a bad defense or a defense that's just not playing well right now. Can he do that? Does he have the ability to do that? Can he be taught to do that? That's what you got to look at with Joe Webb. It's, it's you know, it's going to, we'll see. It's going to be kind of interesting. So, we'll see. It's just what sucks is there ain't no Super Bowl ring coming here, guys. And, yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts, man. It does. It does. Brent Jacobson, again, making the comments. He wanted to make sure it was over, everywhere, and I agree with him doing that. Yeah, Paul Allen to Greg Coleman, what would you say after losing to Green Bay? If you were the coach, what would you say after losing 31-3 to to Green Bay? If you were Childress, he should say, I quit. Huge statement. Again, huge. Huge. And the final quote here on this, Dan Doro says, What? Chili isn't gone yet? Disappointing. Ziggy, wake up and fire him. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the holdup is either. But then again, I'm sure they're mauling it over, over in uh, in Viking Land. I'm, you know, over in their version of Valhalla. That's their version of it, not mine. <laughs> not mine. You know, I'll try to get through these as quickly as can. This is the Purple Mafia group. Eventually, I want to move this all over to the Purple Mafia page. But a lot of you are still going to the group as well. Um, but yeah, guys, please post on the page as much as you can if you could. Uh, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show but also yeah if you want to join the group and we could do both for now i mean we maybe for a long time i mean i'm probably going to keep this up anyway so yeah it's it it's here for you and people still like and still use it in the search bar type in uh, purple mafia show minnesota vikings purple mafia show minnesota vikings join the group go ahead you're more than welcome to do that sebastian ball says looks like we're probably going to lose this week because chili's still here okay if we lose will chili be gone and that's the main other question. Willie, I don't know. I was thinking that, yeah, this is the end of it. 
Uh, Chile survives. Chile, there's no chance Chile survives. But then again, we'll see. He still is. He's still the coach right now. Sebastian says, "Yep, I think so too." And I say, "How? Oh, yep, it sucks that I'm actually losing some of the quote-unquote fair weather listeners out there because that, yeah, it sucks without that too. Because with Chile be still being the coach and the team not playing well, Sebastian simply says, "I bet it does." Dylan Richardson says the Vikings activated Sidney Rice from the pop last VJ Glazer. Yep, thank you for that, Dylan. At the time, people did appreciate that very much. Janine. Dites, very excited about Mr. Sidney Rice coming back, saying, Welcome back, my South Carolina man. We are in desperate need of that reserved Carolina smoldering intensity that only you bring to the game. Best wishes for a victorious return to the Dome. So thanks for that, Janine. Unfortunately, the result, not quite in that direction. Sebastian Ball's throwing this out there when the team was playing. It sucks watching us lose. Now I know how it feels to be a Bills fan. <laughs> Though they're actually playing a teeny bit better right now. Uh, Janine says, oh my god, Armageddon has arrived. The apocalypse seems eminent. What the, what? Who would have thunk it? And it's like, yeah, really disheartening. Really, it was a really disheartening game indeed. <clears throat> my comment again is the same thing again. Chile will be fired today. All indicators, all that stuff. Sebastian says, how soon will it be after the game? I say zero to 48 hours. <laughs> Sebastian says, I hope zero. But I have a feeling he is staying. Yep, no response last week. Again, as you guys out there know, Sebastian's saying it's frustrating. Janine jumps in. He supposedly just signed a contract extension, and of course that was last year. He signed through 2013. That was after the Packers game. Sebastian again comments, I hope to God Ziggy fires Chili. Good times indeed there. Janine mentioning that she's going to the Redskins game next Sunday at the beginning of the season. I was so excited about the game, now kind of dreading it. Losing to the Redskins would be the ultimate humiliation. And yeah, Janine is from uh, Virginia, so it's pretty close to Washington, D.C. That's why she's going to the game. See, folks? Do you get it? No, of course you do. Uh, she's saying how the Redskins just beat the Titans in overtime, but it was a costly game. Perhaps the numerous injuries today. <laughs> Seven plus three prior might be a big advantage. Press coverage is now in Shanahan. has doubts about Portis and a few others to be game ready next Sunday. I'll cross my fingers. Very, very interesting there. Prior to the game, three starters out. Laron Landry, a very good save. Achilles Tenon, Charles Carlos Rogers, the cornerback, hamstring. Ryan Torian is out with a concussion and then injured in today's game were Chad Simpson, Clinton Portis, Santana Moss, Rocky McIntosh, Lorenzo Alexander, Casey Robach, <laughs> Derek Dockery, and Anderson Russell. So lots of stuff going on there. Janine, thanks for that. Uh, you got several players injured in that game. Yeah, there's a pretty few big names there. Clinton Portis and Santana Moss, very notable, along with uh, LaRon Landry, who was actually already hurt going in. Yeah, pretty frustrating there indeed. Uh, Vikings, well, well, can the Vikings finally win a road game? I guess maybe this is the week to do it. Yeah, but then we'll just keep Childress even longer if he's actually still the coach going in the next game. We hope that's not the case. Janine comment is, come on, Ziggy, enough is enough. Sebastian says, is Childress gone yet? <laughs> LOL, if I were the owner, he would be gone right after the game. Yeah. I think a lot of us would agree with Sebastian there and Janine. I feel your guys' pain oh so much. It has been a, a really painful son of a bitch year. It really has. And I just said it. Yes, I did. This has been that kind of year. Yes, it has. <clears throat> Again, thanks for those of you that have joined the group over the course of time. 
And those of you that are also joining the Purple Mafia page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. I'm still so excited saying that. It sounds good. It sure does. So let's get moving. The Washington Redskins are not only hurt, but their defense sucks. Yes, it does. It didn't look too bad against a not-so-good Tennessee Titans team. I hope Randy Moss isn't complaining about the food over in Tennessee. Just get those nice, dry-rub Memphis ribs, Randy. They are some good stuff. I love them. I love those Memphis ribs. They're very good. So, uh, yeah, I can't imagine the food in Tennessee is too bad. (laughs) A pointless little shot there that I had to take. Boy, what an exciting game. Indeed, not. In fact, Randy Moss didn't even catch a ball in this game. You know, we're talking about Brett Favre should retire. Well, maybe Randy should too, because where is Randy Moss? Where is he? He's invisible. Pathetic. Pathetic. Nate Washington, though, five catches for 117 yards. You can definitely move on this uh, Redskins team. They give up a lot of yards. In fact, they give up more yards than anybody in football. And remember, they give up those 49 points in that real sexy effort against the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, whoo, boy, what a way to stick it to your old team. Mr. McNabb, that was just a horrible game by that entire team, though. I mean, it's not McNabb's fault that the defense was bad. McNabb certainly stepped up today, completing 30 of 50 passes, 50 attempts by Donovan McNabb, 376 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So <laughs> that's the funny part. He got a lot of yards, but that's about it. Must have been another tedious, boring game, and boy, imagine that. Minnesota, we're going to watch it. We're going to have another hard-to-watch football game next week, I'm sure. Both teams will probably be it. Tough to watch, unentertaining football, and very possibly uninspired as well. Redskins are kind of still in it at 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, what a boring game. Mm, Titans and Redskins. Oof. Vince Young was able to, to complete 12 of 16 passes against this club. The Washington Redskins, not bad at all. They only got uh, one sack on Vince Young today. That's it, man. Every time I see Donovan the name D. McNabb, and the, you know, I think Philadelphia Eagles, so it's like, Really? This isn't... I almost said the, the Eagles. You know, I almost did. That's what's funny about this. But no, uh, you can move on the Washington Redskins. I know last week uh, absolutely <laughs> bloated those numbers. Yeah, but Washington is giving up 415 yards a game, which is last in the league. They give up 128 on the ground, 286 in the air. Regardless, those are not good numbers at all. They have 19 sacks on the year, which is definitely in the lower echelon. Not the worst in the league or anything. It's better than us, that's for sure. We have 17 now, as of today. So they wish they would still be ahead, even though last today's game, with when, he got, when they got uh, one more, now they have 20. So they'd still be up by three over us. Not that being ahead of us is anything special. Yeah, they're definitely in the lower echelon in the pass rush. The interception, they're in the middle of the road with nine. Uh, they, they force fumbles. That's one thing. That's bad news for the Vegas. They have a forced 11 this year. Um... What do you do against the Redskins? Well, they, they're they certainly not scary against the run, so you got to give the ball to the guy who now officially is going to go down as the most valuable player for the Minnesota Vikings on the offensive side of the ball. you got to give the ball to Adrian Peterson. There's no doubt about it. And, I mean, there is no doubt about it. Get the ball to Adrian Peterson and go have some fun. The Washington Redskins, again, as mentioned, one of the worst teams in the league. In fact, they're, I believe, 22nd in the league in rushing yards allowed. Not bad at all. Not bad at all in that sense. Uh, that'll definitely give the Vikings an opportunity to, uh, not bad at all for us, that is, in terms of 
<laughs> opposition resistance in the running game. Uh, you got to do that. You got to exploit that as best you can. Run the ball, and that's about it. You don't really want Brett Favre throwing it anymore because he's. Uh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to use the word. Ugh. Washington Redskins, second worst in the league in the passing game. Yeah, you can pass on the Redskins, too. Yeah, you can. Okay, so you can pass, but then again, Favre has been so horrible that do you really want to? I don't know. I guess. It actually might be a halfway decent football game <laughs> in terms of scoring. But the way this team has played all year, why should we believe it? Why should we believe it? Why should we? It's a road game. The Vikings have lost nine in a row. So guess what, folks? I can't pick them to win next week. There's no reason for me to pick them to win. Sorry. It's not being negative. That's not being fair weather. And you guys know it out there. You know it's not. It's just, it's the way, it's the kind of year it's been. This team may be, uh, this team may finish the year 5-11 and 11 the way it's going. I don't know, maybe even 4-12 and 12 if it's going to be as bad as it's looking. The Redskins are not a good football team. In fact, they are an inferior team in terms of talent. Their defense is horrible. And the Vikings offense should run them into the ground. It should be a 41-17 to 17 win for the Vikings. It should be. You know what? It should be with this talent. And oh boy, Sidney Rice is back. Boy, you know, but it should be a 41 to 17 win for the Vikings. But instead, you know what it's going to be, folks? You know what it's going to be? 24 to 21, Washington. There, there you go. Sorry, I'm sorry, but until this team proves they can win a road game, until this team proves they can score points consistently, I'm not going to pick them to win on the road. Are you kidding me? Forget it. Forget it. So that pretty much a pretty much wraps it up. We'd like you to please join the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Please do indeed. There's a button in the upper right hand corner and the upper there's a button in the upper right hand corner. Yeah, that says T Assist Boards. Funny. Click on that, then click register. Do join the message boards. The groups <coughs> the groups are excuse me, the forums are separated in the divisions in the National Football League. So the NFC North Division, the Norris, whatever you want to call it. You can talk with everybody in the division. The Bears fans, the Packers fans, the Lions fans, if they still exist. Yeah, there's a couple left. Um, and, yeah, we're still out there. There's a lot of us purple fans, thank God. Um, yeah, discuss on there. A lot of fun, indeed. More than worth it. Do it. It's fun and free. <laughs> As I used to say, 100% free and 100% fun. Do that. Indeed, join in that group. Please do indeed. Don't forget about the call in line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. And you could be on the air just like Brent Jacobson and others like Anthony from L.A. have been in the past. Would appreciate it very much if you were to call in because I know you're out there. I know some of you are still out there. <laughs> and God bless all of you that are. Thank you so much for that. I can't say enough about it. Um, if you could also consider writing a review for Purple Mafia on iTunes. You, you know, if you really do like this show, you like it a lot, you want to see it succeed, hey, that's a way to help out on iTunes. Simply write a review. Give me the amount of stars you think I deserve and make a comment. Tell me, tell everybody what you like. Uh, you're free to say even what you don't like. Um, don't worry, I'm not somebody that's going to get all offended and hurt. I I can make it. I'll, I'll live. I just hope you don't hate it too much. So... <laughs> Please do, please do give the show a, uh, please do give it a review on iTunes. Would appreciate it very much. So, uh, yep, Vikings do not win in Washington next week. So uh, we'll just leave it there. Hopefully we have more uh, going on 
Hopefully we have better news to report in between now and then. And if the Bad Childress is fired, there will be a special edition as soon as possible. All right, until then, take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.